recognize what those emotions are. Because if you don't understand what the problem is, you'll never look for a solution. And if you're dependent on asking somebody else to help you out with, you know, with it, everything that is happening in your life, you're not going to be able to learn how to fix things in your own life. Uh, I watched 500 Days of Summer, one of my favorite chick flicks of all time. And then afterwards, and, and it was great because my DMs were blown up. <laughs> like, awesomeness. Awesomeness! Always works. And then after that, I was like, I need more DMs my way. I need, I need to feel more love from people I barely know. Uh, so I watched Before Sunrise. <laughs> and that was, that was way too much. I was like... Why am I here? So my question to you is, as you are not like a chick flick type of girl. While you were watching that I last a chick night. Flick yeah, kind exactly. Of guy. I was watching Ed- Edge of Tomorrow. That's the kind of person <laughs> I am. <laughs> so with that being said, you know, I have I have my fair share of favorite ones. I have I love 500 Days of Summer. I love Before Sunrise. I love Serendipity. I love uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. You know, I, those are a lot of the chick flicks that I love. What is your favorite chick flick? I, I also love Before Sunrise. I, I love that movie. Because it's not much like a chick flick. It's like an indie film that, that kind of is okay, like a chick flick. Uh, when Harry Met Sally is one of my favorite nice, movies. Nice, nice. Really, uh, I also love Sleepless in Seattle. Um, oh, nice, nice! I also love Five Hundred Days of Summer because when I watched it when I was in high school, my best friend turned to me and she's like, "You're summer." <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> I am summer. Oh my right? god! Yeah. So I'm. Ex- I, I feel like I I I I really connect. I only like chick flicks where I connect with the character. You're summer. I am summer. Yeah. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. All right. Okay. So. Oh, uh, can I just? My life. My life is just turned upside down. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you a story. So, two years okay. ago, when, when I just or, or three years ago when I just got single, and you know me, I'm a hopeless romantic. I may not like chick flicks, but I am a hopeless romantic. Uh-huh. Um, I stopped watching rom coms and chick flicks altogether for a year and a half. Because, what? yeah, for a year and a half, I didn't watch any chick flick, any romantic comedy movie, nothing. Because I wanted to stay, to stay single. And I knew that my heart was emotionally dependent <laughs> on movies. And that if I, if I watch these movies and these series, I would have a really hard time to stay single. And I wanted to stay single. This was my goal for two years. Like, stay single, not be in a relationship, just travel the world and work. That was all I wanted to do. So for almost two years, I stopped watching rom-com movies and series. I, on the other hand, I am a huge rom-com and chick flick like fan. I, I'll watch all <laughs> of it. P.S. to the boys, I'll, I'll, I'll watch everything. Anything on Netflix that is free. The Kissing Booth, I watch that. Yeah, Joe, Noah Centineo, I know you. <laughs> I see you, bro. You were you and your weird <laughs> captions on Instagram that nobody understands. What does even You're like, mean? 
What are you saying? If the stars <laughs> cried and the tears fell down onto a rainbow that spewed out the seed of love, and you're like, dude, what? Nobody knows. But girls like that. Why do girls like guys like we, that? We, that with, with those weird kind of like, you know, the tears of Jupiter. No. No, 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 no. I think this goes back to your old theory, the cute, creepy scale. Okay. It's, it's cute because it's Noah. Make that, make some other dude do it and it'll be creepy, right? It'll be like, ugh, that weirdo. Yes. But since it's a Noah Centineo looking guy, then you're like, oh my gosh, he's so deep and ominous and incredibly smart that we probably don't get it because we're just below him. We, we're not on we're the not same on level the same. that I want to be at Exactly, his exactly. So it's a cute creep scale that you, if you don't know what we're talking about, that's in one of the episodes here on Adulting with Joy Spring. We should do an episode of like bringing all of those back. Since we have like a lot of new <laughs> listeners, we should go back to some of this, the, the theories that we've come up with on this show and bring them back and rehash them. But what we are doing on the show nowadays is we are answering your questions. Mm-hmm. And now we are going to be getting one off of the Facebook group. And the best part about it is that there is answers from the other members of the group giving their input. We'll read them. As well as that. So right now we are going to be reading um, a question posted by Ian. And Ian goes, hello SOS fam, how are you doing? I would like to ask if it's okay to be emotionally dependent on a person, like your partner, friend, or a family member. And if yes, do you think it has to have its own limits? Thank you. P.S. Asking for a friend. <laughs> well, Ian, your friend went to the right place, I hope. On this, what, what do you think about this part? As somebody that is in a a marriage mm-hmm. now, where you went from you were saying it a while ago, two years of being single and trying to make sure that you weren't dependent on someone, to now being locked in a house uh, for how many months now, being dependent on that person. How much have you changed? Okay. Um, so one of the things that Wancha and I would constantly be fighting about is the fact that I am emotionally dependent on him. And not in the way that Ian is probably talking about, but more of my reaction and my response is always dependent on his feelings. Like if, for example, he's being irritable, I'll also be irritable and be like, oh, because you're so irritable, that's why I'm irritable. It, you know, like, it's always emotionally dependent on that. And one of the things that we had to kind of work on and learn is, is to tell each other that, hey, your emotions, they don't have to depend on my emotions. Just because I'm feeling sad or happy or irritable doesn't mean that you have to feel the same way. You have to be responsible for your own emotions. And I think that's the first point yes. that we want to say. The second point for me is... It's inevitable that you'll be emotionally dependent on the people that you love and the people that you're constantly with. It's just human nature. You know, we react, we, we react to whatever we feel, to, to what we're surrounded by. So I think that's, that's, um, I think that's inevitable. But, but okay. So how do you find the balance, Erinataide? Because yes, we have to be responsible for our own feelings, but Ian is also saying that is it okay for you to be emotionally dependent on other people in the sense that um, can you actually kind of lean on to them when you need comfort and, and advice and should there be boundaries for it? Okay. The way that I look at it is 
I always look at this as a bar stool. And I know you're thinking now, like, oh, here's Aaron again being an idiot. Uh, a bar stool is, has three legs. You take out one of the legs and it's going to fall down. So with your emotions, it should be dependent on three different things. One of the legs is your own personal assessment of the situation. Okay, because anything that you feel will have to always end up with you. No matter what anything else that happens around you, it'll always end up with you. The other one is the, your friends and family that is that you depend on as well because they will give you an outside perspective of how you're going to be feeling you know, these kind of situations. And the third one is how you pray and how you think God is going to be is going to react to your decisions. So if all three of them come together and they all um, are at the same level, the stool will stay flat. Now, if there's one that is, is a little bit heavier than the other, if you're putting a little bit more dependency on it, that's when the, the stool gets all wobbly and then you got to stick a napkin underneath and you're like, I don't know what is happening. Well, do I put it on this side or this side? I don't know. Is it here? I don't know. Is it back here? So you have to have like an equal amount of dependency on both yourself, on other people, and what you would like to get from, you know, how you think God has plans for, for your actions. Ang ganda nun. I think we should end the podcast on that note. <laughs> So I have to say that the bar stool theory is really, really good. And, and I think that taps into what we always talk about. Life is all about balance. So don't give yourself too hard a time if you're depending on your family and friends and your loved ones for emotional support because that's normal for you to do that. Now, if the scale is tipping on too much the other side, then that's when you have to worry, right? Um, Erin yes. and I gave a good point wherein your emotions is not a one-sided thing. It's a multifaceted thing wherein there's that personal side of you, there's that emotional, spiritual um, side of you, and there's also that familial loved one side where you have to kind of and you have to kind of find the balance in all that and that's where you settle for your emotional stability because you're right even if you look at for example people who are experiencing familial prob problems right family problems it changes the whole thing. It, it really changes the way that you are. Or for example, if you have problems on your personal life, your emotional life, sometimes you take it out on the people that you love. And so it goes on into that where balance really is the key to everything. Now, Aaron, this is my question for you then. How do you know if you're depending too much on your family and friends? Now that we've kind of acknowledged what Ian said, where it's okay to be emotionally dependent on the people that you love just as long I, as you're not I, too dependent. Yes, I, but the, 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 the thing here is I'm looking at it and it's really dependent on one solitary person. Ah. Like, a, like your partner, a friend, or a family member. Isa lang. So, isa lang. Isa lang. Normal yun. Alam mo, feeling ko normal yun. Because like, I, I've been into relationships like with, with my friends and my family, but I feel like the problem that you, you, I would usually arise is the fact that being emotionally solely dependent on one person puts so much pressure in your relationship and that usually yes. causes it to crack. Yes. Because no matter what, um, if you're putting emotional pressure on someone, because like you're, you're asking somebody to carry the emotional baggage that you have with you, uh, you also have to remember that that person is also carrying emotional baggage. So if you're making them hold so much, it will put a lot of, of pay, you know, 
you know, pressure on them. And, and it goes back to the bar stool as well, because I mean, if you put it all on one leg, that leg is not going to be able to balance everything. You have to be able to spread out. Now, if you know personally, like uh, I had to do this myself because I knew I was leaning a little bit too much on my, my emotional and my mental health um, on my brother. And my brother has his own problems. My brother has his family to take care of. And I knew I had to step up and say, you know what? I have to really take control of this. And, and whatever I could, I took the emotion on my side. Whatever I couldn't and I didn't want to give to my brother, I sent it up to God. And I said, okay, if that's the way, if, if it's too much for me, then God will take care of it. Now, that's where the other side of it goes. You know how there's some people na bahala na si Lord. That's not the way that it should be done either. You know, it needs to be... A, an equal 33.3% level of, of uh, distribution of pressure on everything that you have around you. That, that's absolutely correct. And and I think also what Aaron is trying to touch on, Kenina, one of the things that he was saying was, it's okay to be emotionally dependent on one person if you're willing to yeah. be that same person for for that person. Yes. You get what I'm saying? Like, okay, yes. if you're going to be, if, for example, between Aaron and myself, right? If Aaron is going to be emotionally dependent on me, Aaron should also be ready that I'm emotionally dependent on him. And you have to find that balance wherein you're not taking too much of the person, right? That's that's one thing. Now, how do you set the boundaries? Of course, there has to be boundaries. Um, and, and I feel like it's different with every kind of, of, of relationship, you know, Definitely. um, with, with Aaron and myself, especially, you know, one of the things that, that we were talking about Juan China yesterday, one of the things that I really appreciated with Aaron was when I started dating Juancho, I, he wasn't so close to me anymore. Like we used to before, cause you were kind of respecting the fact that yes. we can no longer be so emotionally dependent on each other when I when I have like a boyfriend and now a husband. So so I love that Aaron set that boundary. And and I feel like with any relationship, you also have to set that boundary. If for example you have a girl best friend, right? And you're 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 a male, you have to know where the boundary lies. Or if for example this is your mom and your mom is and you're already working, you're an adult already, you also have to set the boundaries. Like what are the boundaries for you? And sometimes the best way to arrive at that is to actually sit down and just have a simple conversation with the person that you're in this relationship with. Like, is it okay that I call you after I have a bad day? Is it okay that you are my sponge when, whenever I'm not feeling well? Is it okay? You know, set those boundaries. Ask yourself and then ask the other person who is involved in this relationship. Yeah, and it's funny because I was having kind of the same conversation with somebody yesterday about my friendship with you. Mm. Um we were talking about what I did for your birthday. And, and my friend was asking me, um, why, why didn't you plan the, the birthday for her in cooperation with Wancho? Like, why didn't you and him collaborate for it? And I was like, that's not my job anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if she was, you know, when she got married, I knew that my, my boundary changed. My relationship changed because the dynamic has changed. Mm. I am no longer in, I am no longer best friends with just Joyce Spring. I am best friends with Joyce Spring Trevino and Juancho Trevino. <laughs> that is the way that it is. 
that that's the dynamic and that's the way that you know we all have to look at it yeah now if things change like like what desi in the group said based on personal experience it's a big no the moment they leave hindi ka na makatayo mahirap makatayo sa sariling paa mm-hmm. so if you don't set the boundaries and if you don't know the type of you know dependency you have on people that's where it gets very difficult not being dependent on somebody stopping yourself from being dependent on somebody does not change it it's knowing your dependency on somebody mm-hmm. that will change it that sounds good parts okay why don't we read some of the responses in the sos uh group so we've got a facebook group and some of our members here sometimes post their questions and amazingly the the members of the group actually have incredible insights that they they great, share and the comment section and now we'll do that for ian's question go parts uh bonita says i think it is still better to be responsible for your own emotions it's okay to have someone you can share your emotions with but at the end of the day it's still you who needs to deal with it mm-hmm. i absolutely agree bonita graz says Uso pala dito yung asking for a friend no insult, <laughs> no insult intended uh moving on to gabrielle um as experience no Especially your loved ones are your support system, but you are on your own for you to grow and know your limitations. But of course, we have different cases. Parin. Uh, Mara says, hi, in my opinion, uh, it's okay to be emotionally dependent. Of course, it has its limits too. Uh, it's like you're, you're a baby. You're trying to learn how to walk. You'll be needing guidance and encouragement along the way. But as soon as you learn to walk already, you should decide your own path independently. And I think it's growing. Man, Mara is on, dude. Mara, Mara bringing the fire yeah. right now. Uh, Faye says, it's okay to get advice from them, but don't be too dependent because at the end of the day, you will deal with your own problems. These people are just your inspiration or motivation. I have a friend I can emotionally depend, I'm emotionally dependent on. Uh, I can talk to him every time and anywhere. That is Jesus. He is a friend who will not abandon you no matter what, and it is okay to be emotionally dependent on him. From uh, Coming from Joanne, uh, for me, it's okay to listen to what your loved ones have to say, but it is important to make a stand at the end of the day. It is still your own opinion and your own decision, and you that will matter the most. It's your life and no one else's anyway. Lastly, from Carly, uh, for me, no. But look at a, for an accountability or a vet buddy who listens and can help you process your emotions. Great insights, you guys. I Fantastic think if we insight. were to put it in a nutshell, um, the the one thing that you have to realize when you are an adult already, when you're growing up and you're taking responsibility for yourself and for your life, one of the things that you have to forego is complete dependence on other people for anything. Uh, it's basically the reverse of being right for anything it's the reverse of being a baby you have to do everything on your own and we're not saying that you know a man is an island of course no man is made to be an island you do need your support system and people to to encourage you motivate you and and kind of help you and and guide you yes that's true but majority of the things that you'll be doing in your life you have to do on your own and so even with emotional dependency it's okay to have that person that you depend on that you count on even and that that you deal with life with but you can never be too dependent on that person as one of our 
SOS member said, when that person goes, if you completely dependent, depend on that person, you'd be devastated. You'd be left with nothing. That old saying in Tumblr says, don't make anyone your everything because when they leave, you have nothing. <laughs> Ooh, a Tumblr citation! <laughs> But I learned from that because because I read that when I was in my teens, I was on Tumblr. I realized that, you know, that's so true. I can't depend fully on someone for my love and for for my emotions because once they take that, once they leave, I'm left with nothing. And so that's why I have close friends. That's why I have family. That's why I have God. So I don't put pressure on that one person. And so I don't also put all my value on that one person. Yeah. Uh, think, think of it as, as, a, as a map. I mean, you can ask people for directions, but you still got to be the one to walk it. So that's just the way it is. From bar stools to map, ha? Ganda parts. Ang ganda ng transition mo. Okay. Uh, okay, so Ian, I hope that that answers your question. Yeah. Um, w- word of advice parts, I-, I guess, you know, from... I, I feel like Erin Ataide was one of the-, the first, if not the very... One of the very few people who taught me in my life to be emotionally strong. And being emotionally strong doesn't mean foregoing feeling things. It actually means uh, dealing with it. So any advice that you could give to Ian to healthily deal with emotions and emotional dependence? Well, Ian, tell your friend who is obviously asking for this. Not you. Not you. Not not, not not Ian. Not Ian. Um, My... My advice is to recognize what those emotions are. Because if you don't understand what the problem is, you'll never look for a solution. And if you're dependent on asking somebody else to help you out with, you know, with everything that is happening in your life, you're not going to be able to learn how to fix things in your own life. And like everyone has been saying, whether it's in the comment section or, or here on the show, if that person leaves then you don't have anyone that can solve all of these problems for you. Know what your problems are so that your questions to even the people that you are dependent on become even easier. So for instance, if you're dependent on them and you're like, I don't know what to do in this situation. And they say, what's the situation? And you say, hindi ko alam eh. You know, that's the problem. Try and learn what is causing you to have these emotional problems. And then try and figure them out on yourself. What you can do on your own, do it. And then ask for help. And then ask for help from God. That is the best way to go about it. That's how I've been doing it. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm 100% in my ways. Obviously, I still have my problems here and there. But I do know when I have my problems. And I do know the different people that I can go to for those different problems. I don't go to Joyce for problems that I have mm. that I would go to my best friend, Anch. Like, they are very different people for mm. very different dependencies. And that is also something that you might need to look into as well. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree with everything that you said. I think also um, for Ian, Ian's friend, a uh, reminder would have to be part of adulting really is kind of going out of your comfort zone. And maybe this friend of yours has been in a, a comfort zone of being with someone, a friend, family member, or a, or a romantic relationship where they feel comfortable because, you know, they have someone who 
kind of fights their battles for them. And and that's normal because I feel like it's it's easy to be dependent on other people, especially if these people are strong and they're willing to do it for you. Sometimes they don't even need boundaries, right? They're willing to give you their all. And that's amazing when you have friendships and, and relationships like that. But it actually robs you of the 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 chance to grow into the person that you could be you know to be that strong person for yourself um one of the reasons why i started traveling on my own at 21 uh, and not with a boyfriend or or anything like that or not even with my bracada or my friends it was because i wanted to push myself out of my comfort zone so that i could say to myself see you can be strong on your own you can do things achieve things on your own it's okay to be dependent it's okay to count on others it's okay to have um i guess comfort blankets in your life and amazing people who are willing to be that for you, your support system. But what's not okay is not allowing yourself to grow because you're just so dependent on them. My question is, what if it's the other way around? What if you feel that somebody is too emotionally dependent on you? What are you supposed to do? I think it's like you, you're going to have to look at yourself as a walker, right? Like you have to kind of start allowing them to do the hard work for themselves instead of constantly being there. Um, I remember when Wancho and I started, when we got married, actually, um, one of the, the things that we were going through was we would constantly fight. And he was going through a lot of things, a lot of difficult things, right? And And I told him, because his natural inclination was to go to me. I'm his wife. So his natural yeah. inclination is to go to me and go like, please fix this. My heart is breaking. Please fix this. And one of the hardest things that I had to do in, in the marriage was to kind of go like, love, I can't fix that for you. That's something that you have to fix on your own and with God. Because if I fix it for you, although I know how to, then you'll always come back to me to fix it for you. In, instead of figuring out for yourself. And if someone is emotionally dependent on you, that's the hard thing that you have to do. One, you have to make them realize what the actual root problem is of their emotional dependence on you. And two, you have to allow them to figure it out on their own. And when and and the amazing thing is, when I didn't I didn't fix things for Wancho, what he did was he went to God, he prayed more, he spent more time with God, which showed na yung pala yung kailangan niya. He didn't need emotional support from me. He needed to strengthen that part of the stool, his relationship with God. And then another part of the stool, instead of going to me, he messaged his mentors. So like his church leaders, um, his D-group leader, his mentor, he would ask advice from other married husbands, you know? So parang, if I didn't do that, if I didn't, go and tell him, no, you have to fix that on your own. I can't be here for you. I can't be the one to fix that for you. He would have never grown in the way that he did. I would have never seen his capacity for growth. And sometimes it's that. Sometimes we're afraid of letting people do things because we don't want them to be hurt. But sometimes being hurt is the only way to grow. And it's all worth it. I absolutely agree. Uh, It's... Uh, it, it, there's one. There's more than one way to help somebody in a situation. Now, if the situation says that you need to help them by fixing the problem, 
then that's one way to do it. The other yes. way is to teach them how to fix the problem. Mm -hmm. And that is how I always looked at it. I mean, I always wanted to be able to help my friends whenever they came to me with, you know, asking for advice to let them know that they can do this on their own. Like they, I had some, I had one friend come up to me and asked me to break up <laughs> him and his girlfriend. Like, bro, can you do it? I can't do it, man. I, I can't do it. I'm like, no, I'm not going to be able to do that, dude. <laughs> so, just out of curiosity, just, what was his idea of like, like breaking the bro, two of them? You're really good at talking. Can you like break me up with my girlfriend? Like be a therapist? Like, dude. <laughs> No. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 Hopefully, this helped you guys out. Not only assess, you know, who you are dependent on, how much you are dependent on them, but as well as who's dependent on you and how you should react and try and help the people that are dependent on you emotionally as well. Because it's not just about walking them you know, along the way. It's also mm. showing them the way. That's right. Uh, I guess that pretty much sums up our yeah. episode for today. Thank you very much, you guys, for listening to SOS. Again, we'd like to invite you to join our Facebook group, that Shot at Sanity SOS podcast. Yes, and please make sure you hit us up online at Joy Spring and at Aaron Atide on uh, your social media sites, as well as using the hashtag Adulting with Joy Spring, hashtag Shot of Sanity. We'll see you guys again tomorrow. Bye-bye! That's it for this episode. If you'd like to continue the conversation, go to www.joyspring.com. And if you want to support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash adultingwithjoyspring. I'll talk to you guys soon. Paalam!